All right, so we're talking about his mind, his mind. Uh, you know, when I think about his mind, I think about how powerful his mind really is. And we're talking about Jesus. We're talking about Jesus, the mind of Christ, because the scripture says that we actually have the mind of Christ dwelling on the inside of us. But oftentimes we don't even know the power that actually we, op we have. We have power in our minds, but we fail to actually uh, tap into this beautiful thing that God created in, the, in, in between our ears. <laughs> I mean, there is so much uh, power in our minds, but oftentimes that's the last thing that is kind of really ministered to. People pray over bodies and you know your body for healing and things of that nature, but oftentimes what's happening is the mind is still at dis-ease. And when the mind is at dis-ease, oftentimes it creates disease. And so the mind is powerful. You know, uh, the, the in, was a United Negro <laughs> College friend said, a mind is a terrible thing to waste. I like that because it's the truth. It's a, we're wasting our minds. We're wasting our minds on what we watch. We waste in our minds on what we hear. Uh, we, we waste our minds in the how, like we waste our minds when we don't understand how important it is to guard it. The scripture says, guard your heart with all diligence because out of it will flow the issues of life. And so we gotta really pay attention to what we're thinking about. And I'm telling you, the, uh, the thoughts is something that the enemy has plagued me personally, like all my life. You know, thoughts that I wasn't good enough, thoughts that I didn't have what it take. I mean, these thoughts, like, and then random thoughts. How many of y'all know there's, a, there's times when just all of a sudden something stupid and crazy comes in your mind? And what do we do with them? Oftentimes, we don't know what to do with it, to do with those thoughts. And God is trying to awaken us to let us know that we've got to be... Uh, intentional with our thoughts, just like we're intentional with, you know, bathing ourselves and we're intentional, you know, presenting ourselves on the outside as whole. And we're, we're, we're very meticulous in what we do on our jobs. And, you know, we try to be the best mom and be the best dad. But what we fail to do oftentimes is take charge and guard of your mind. I remember, you know, for many years I had dealt with fear and what I didn't realize was I was watching scary movies and I craved uh, scary movies. I like the anticipation. Oh, don't open that door. Oh, and then your, your, your uh, what, adrenaline starts to pick up and you're, you're like really in it. And all of those things was working on my emotions and planting seeds in my mind. So what you watch is very important. You know, the thing about it is the more you watch something that's not beneficial to your mind, the more you have a desire and a craving for it. So that's why it's important to guard your, guard your heart. See, the enemy knows that the way that he can get us is through what? The mind. And he does it through the ear gate, the eye gate. He does it through all different types of experiences and things that we have in life. And so we got to be not ignorant of the devices that he uses and really start paying attention to what is, what are you thinking about? What are you thinking about? What randomly just crosses your mind? Some of it is random thoughts that don't make no sense. <laughs> I know it's not, don't, don't, don't make no sense. I know it's not proper English, but it does, you know, sometimes you just have these thoughts that just like, what the heck was that? And then you dismiss it and don't say anything, don't do anything. And the devil has a, a play, he's playing on, on the playground of your imagination. So we got to really, you know, God is trying to take us to another level in 2000 and. 19, it's going to be 2019. How many of y'all want to see a change in your life? I mean, really a change that's going to be ever like a change in you, how you view life, how you see yourself, how you see God. Because if we can, if we can calibrate our minds, if we can wrap our minds around how big he is, well, whatever situation that you have to deal with will become menial because why? We see God for who he is. See, when you start to believe in something, it, it expands your, your capacity to, like, to, like, to really receive. Your believing is connected to your receiving. How I many of y'all know that, right? Yes. 
You're believing. What you believe right now is connected to your receiving, whether it's good or bad. So if you have bad thoughts and you feel like, you know, well, everything's going to go down. You know, I'm not going to survive in my marriage and, you know, my children are wayward. And if you if you believe that, well, what happens is you begin to also then speak it. And so we're going to talk a little bit about the importance of why it's important to guard your heart. Because honestly, the enemy, he, he's like cunning. He's looking like, you know what? They have no clue what God put in their brains. He has, no one has a clue. And not often, it's not as we, we teach it here, but you don't really hear a lot of sermons about the brain. You know, even from a medical standpoint, there's medically, there's some things that happens. Like, for instance, uh, if you uh, have experienced trauma, whether it was an early age or even, you know, a couple of years ago, if you experience trauma in your life, what happens with that trauma is it goes right into your what they call cellular memory. Now, there's a lot of research that's going on right now that, that deals with cellular memory, but basically what happens is that trauma, that whatever took place uh, the time when you got affected, that trauma actually goes into your cells. And oftentimes when it goes into your cells, it goes into your lymph nodes. And when it goes into your lymph nodes, when cancer starts to happen, all these different uh, 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 cancer cells start to happen, all because what that trauma did to you, it seeped right into cellular memory. So we are all, we, we, we and you're a, bio, you're, you're a chemist and biologist or whatever, you know, we, we, don't, we don't see that, you know, we have a lot of cells in our body. And those cells are actually taking the events and things that happens to our life and it, 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 the trauma that you experience, it literally goes into the cells. See, no one's really thought about that. And so then you find it hard. Like, for instance, um, you know, some people that have uh, experienced trauma, you know, they can, they can uh, tell their story. And it was like it just happened. Why? Because it's deep in there. It's like deep in there. And so a lot of times we got to, even when we're trying to pray for people, we got to go to the root. And the root of it is let's bind up and let's curse that cellular memory that has happened when that traumatic situation happened in your life. You know, sometimes we don't, we don't really know the effect of things uh, uh, until later in life, and, and, and a lot of these uh, diseases can be traced back to trauma that happened in our lives, whether we were young or old. And so it's important that we understand God wants us to have the mind of Christ, his mind. You know, when, when I think about uh, Christ's mind, he is kingdom-minded. Yes. He is kingdom-minded. It's all about the kingdom for him. Mm -hmm. Christ's mind is the king. He's focused on seeking and saving the lost. That's what he does. He's, you know, when he was here on the earth, he was focused on seeking and saving the lost. But guess what? It didn't end there. He wants to seek and save the lost through us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why? Because it's building God's kingdom. See, a lot of times we, we, we don't really, uh, we're not really about our father's business. If, you, if we were to be honest with ourselves, how many of us are really seeking to save the lost? God wants to use each and every one of us to seek and save the lost. And sometimes it's not just people that don't know God, it's the people that even know God. That's right. That at least, you know, know of him, but they're, they're lost. Maybe in their mind, they, they, it just wasn't renewed. And, and so, you know, we got to be about his business. His business in Luke 19.10 says, The Son of Man has come to seek and save that which was lost. Mm -hmm. He didn't have a stubborn mind. I'm talking about Christ's mind. It wasn't stubborn. You know, his mind was submissive to the Father's will. Can we say that we're submissive to the Father's will? I mean, that's a deep thing when you think about it because he has a will for our life. Mm -hmm. Are we submitted to that will that he has for our life? The, the mind of Christ was. It is not self-centered. He doesn't have a self-centered mind. He's always and was always mindful of others. Are we mindful of others? Or are we just caught up in ourselves? What's good for me? What can you do for me? 
are we thinking outside of ourselves? And that's so important because when you think outside yourself, that's when you really begin to grow. That's when you really begin to actually tap into the love of God because the love of God wants to give. But when we are self-centered, guess what? All you have is yourself and, and, and what people can do for you. And that's not, that's not, that's an incubation for you to, to basically uh, not being able to connect at a deeper level. She was uh, dancing to deeper. I love that song because God is calling all of us to be deeper, to go deeper, to go deeper in him and, you know, to do those things that his will. Because we want the inheritance, but are we doing his will? We want the promises, but are we doing his will? God is trying to change us from the inside out, and we got to yield ourselves to the plan and purpose of God. We don't want to stay stagnant. You don't want to just be, because some, some minds in this, in this room, I don't, I, you know who you are, but there are some minds in this room that live in an uh, older body, but have the mind like a, 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 a teenager. Do you understand what I'm saying? So you, we got to do something to develop our mind. It just doesn't happen. It's a process. It really is what we're going to talk about today. It is a process, but it's a process that we got to continue and we got to uh, pass it even down to our, our children because oftentimes they get kind of lost in the shuffle and uh, they don't really, you know, I've seen some brilliant young minds. I'm sure y'all have on this, the internet kind of displays a lot. And I've seen some brilliant young minds. I'm talking about little young people that like really believe that all things are possible. But some of us, when we get older, we don't start to believe what the Bible says. The Bible has all these different promises, but we, 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 we say it, we hear it, but we don't think that it's for us. We don't take it in and making it personal that it's for us. And so God is trying to awaken us. He's trying to shake us up. He's trying to even go deeper so that we can recognize what it is that we air. You know, oftentimes people that deal with um, substance abuse or pornography or, you know, uh, things that really uh, lust, we'll call it lust, uh, eating. Eating is a, a form of lust. You know, a lot of people that deal with that kind of thing, there's some deeper issues that's going on in their mind and in their heart. And what they do is they use it to cover up the pain because they don't know what to do with it. And so God is trying to get us to understand the importance of this mind that we have, this mind. And when you are a born-again believer, at that moment, the, the Holy Spirit comes into your spirit man and makes you, it regenerates your spirit man. But it's up to us to do something with the mind. You know, uh, Pastor, you hear a lot of times he talks about how we have to renew our minds, but then renew the spirit of our mind. So the renewing of the mind is our conscious mind. It's mental ascent. It's like what you're saying probably right now. Yeah, that makes sense, what she's talking about. Yeah, I, I can dig what she's saying. Uh, but then when it crosses over to your subconscious mind, that's what you do. That's your default. That's what you do without thinking. So even though you might hear this message, message today and it sounds like, ah, okay, I got my answers. This is it. But then you go your way. And then you start being uh, defaulting right back into your old way of thinking. And then you, for whatever reason, you don't use this to catapult you to the next level, what God is trying to do. And so you end up operating and functioning out of your subconscious mind is what you do without thinking. So we got to get to a point where we start to really take serious this subconscious mind. Because we can say, oh, yeah, I agree all day. But if it doesn't seep into your subconscious mind, then it's, 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 it's going to be um, fleeting. You'll feel good in the minute or, or the moment, but then you'll go right back to your old way of thinking. Some people deal with depression a lot because why? It's all in the thinking, how they see things. And God is trying to get us to be kingdom minded. So to be kingdom-minded, you are calibrating your mind to function and flow and to think like what God would think. And so, and, and think about it. 
nothing can be restrained from you that if you if you believe it there was a saying uh, back in the day uh, uh, if the mind can conceive it man can achieve it I really believe that if you can actually conceive uh, a fault you think it, you believe it your mind can you'll end up believing it and it will happen it's happened in my life <clears throat> And so it's important that we really, really get the fact that our minds is a powerful thing and we have been doing ourselves and God a disservice by not using it, by not taking watch over it, by really not uh, understanding the power that you actually have. And so if we are going to go into 2019 with these great God's bigger and uh, what's the other song we sung earlier? Um, uh, I know who I am, you know, we, we say, I know who I, I mean, we just grooving with it, you know, and, and, and it's all it is, you're grooving, you're, you're grooving, you're grooving with the, the music, but you're not really embracing what it's really saying. We're a peculiar people, a holy people is what the scripture says, but do we believe it? It's not enough to say it, but do we believe it? Although we're going to talk about that too, about sin, because you got to say some things too. You got to say some things. And so let's go back to talking about the mind of Christ. Um, so we talked about it's not self-centered, but uh, it's also submissive to the will of the, of the Father. He says, not my will be done, but your will be done. His mind is like that. Um, he never bragged on himself for anything that he did. Never. How many of us are, are guilty? I, I'll put my hand up. Uh, you know, that, that there's a little part of you that when you do something good, you like to brag about it. Well, his mind didn't allow him to, to actually brag about himself. And trust me, he had plenty of things to brag about. He had a lot of things. But it says in Philippians 2, 7, yet he made himself of no reputation. He also had a mind that wanted to serve and please others. Do we have a mind that want to serve and please others? Or is it all about, okay, what, who going to serve me? I feel, I don't know about y'all, but I really feel uncomfortable when uh, people uh, serve me and I don't serve back. I don't mind, the, I don't mind getting served but you ain't going to go out of the room or something without me serving, too, because I'm a servant at heart. And we need to have the mindset of being a servant at heart. Because if we're trying to be like Christ, well, that's the way he is. He's, he's, he's served. You know, uh, some of us are, are we really, we got to ask ourselves, are we really properly serving our families? They, oftentimes, people outside your family get the best of you. You're patient with them. You're kind and gentle. And knowing good and doggone well, you want to jack them up because of what they said to you or what they did to you. But yet you restrain from actually acting on what you think. But do you do it with your family members, the ones that's closest to you? You know what I'm saying? I mean, we got to watch that because, you know, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's not the mind of Christ. That's not the mind of Christ. He also took on the form of a servant. And we talked a little bit about that as a servant. He took on the mind of a servant. I mean, if you think about it, imagine your mind is always just thinking about how can I make it easy for somebody else? Imagine that. And what's so interesting about that, if you did that, guess what? You've sown it. And so guess what? You reap what you sow. Other people will be doing the same thing for you. So he was a servant. I'm going to ask you, is this the mind that you possess today? Or do you have to, do you, do you be, beg, uh, or uh, let's see, do we have to be begged and prodded into service? Oh, this is good. Do we have to be begged and prodded into service? In other words, do I, do I or any of you have to plead and beg? Would you please dance? Would you please sing? Would you please offer your gifts to the Father? Some of us are sitting, really sitting in here, and, and, and God is almost like, man, I created them to do some awesome, mighty things, but they're just sitting on the gifts and the talents that I gave them. 
And some of them are like, well, you know what? I don't really know what, what, what I can do. But would you be willing to take a step? Would you be willing to take a step? And like, uh, uh, you know, p people that, that uh, maybe sing and, you know, or have a desire to sing and, and, you know, they take a step and they join the choir or whatever. Now, it was a step, but they took it. You understand what I'm saying? They took that step because why? They were thinking about, well, I want to be a part. I want to be able to do something that will make a difference in the lives of people. So we got to really have that mindset of wanting to um, actually uh, be open to do whatever you can. You know, when I think about uh, Z, Z never danced before. She, she never danced at another church or, you know, and I can't remember how it happened. I think I asked you. I think I just simply asked her, would you, or what happened? How did that unfold? It was, it was New Year's Eve we was dancing. New Year's Eve. But, but what made you even want to dance? Oh, see, so check that out. So she danced in the world. She saw an opportunity that she could dance for the kingdom, and she was kingdom-minded and said, well, you know what? I gave the world my dance. Let me, give, let me offer it up to God. And God uses her every single time. She can only get better from here. But why? She took that step. And I'm sure, like I actually danced for the first time uh, uh, back at our old place. I'm going to be honest with you. I was like, oh, Jesus, I hope I don't fall in front of all these people. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, but it was humbling. It was really humbling because I thought I had uh, moves that I could do and, you know, my body would agree and flow with it, and that didn't happen. <laughs> I, I found myself stiff in some areas, and I just wasn't as relaxed. But I said, nevertheless, now my will be done, but God, what do you want me to do? Let me step out in faith. Sometimes I step out a lot of times, y'all, afraid. I do things afraid. I do it because I know enough to know that if I do it, then I'm going to give the devil a black eye and I may find out something in me that I never even knew existed. So we shouldn't have to prod and pick and, you know, beg, you know, you know, can, can, can you do fast week? That's, that's a time when God is really setting us apart to hear from him. And, well, no, I can't do it. Well, no, I don't, I don't feel comfortable in front of people. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? But, but are we picking and prodding? Or, or, or are you, like, having the mind of Christ, like what, uh, what Jesus did? Now, you know, so, uh, like if, if we really have the mind of Christ, we'll be uh, a willing person, a willing participant. It, it, it would just be uh, whatever you want me to do. Because my husband says this, and I, I really uh, adopted this. If, 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 if I was asked to do it, then it must mean that I could do, I could do it. Because I just believe that God doesn't just waste time. And so, you know, I say, oh, well, if, if, if someone asked me to do it, then it just must mean that I could do it. And I'm going to find a way to do it. I'm going to do everything I can in my power to do it. And so we got to make sure that we understand that we have the mind of Christ dwelling richly on, on the inside of us. And so the other thing uh, is uh, uh, he had a sacrificial mind. He sacrificed himself. Or will we be able to sacrifice ourselves, sacrifice our pride, sacrifice, you know, our, you know, shine even? Having the mind of Christ is so important. I love, I love, I love how God created us. He really created some wonderful specimens uh, in all of us. I mean, it amazes me uh, just how much he took time to intricately design us to be who we are. I mean, because we're, we're more powerful than what you see. The, the real me, you haven't even seen yet. I haven't even seen the real me yet. Like, you got to see that for yourself. The real Stella, we haven't seen yet. Because, there's, because God is so big, there's so much more to you. Venetia, I haven't seen you all yet. I just haven't seen, we haven't seen each other. 
I mean, what would the real you look? I always say this, what would the real you look if you were free? How would you dance? How would you sing? How would you, how would you be? How would you be able to talk to people if the real you was free? Oftentimes, we're not free here. We're thinking too much. We're thinking too much. That's a good thing, but you got to start thinking of the right things. <laughs> okay, so I'm not telling you not to think. I want you to think. <laughs> but think about what you're thinking about. Hi there, Tatum. Oh, <laughs> think about what you're thinking about. And so, well, I got distracted. Look at him smiling and everything. <laughs> so, uh, and I love it because he's at an impressionable age right now. And, and so, you know, God has charged you all to be a steward over him and the things, uh, you know, to, to help develop his mind. But how would he be able to grow and develop if you're not growing and developing in your mind? You know, so it's important that it's a generational thing that that we we got to get because our children need to see themselves as who God sees them. They need to see their th themselves because they're always growing. They're processing. They're in pro all of us are in process. And so everything that we go through in life, it, it brings us to where we are today. But guess what? It doesn't stop there. We keep going to the next level and the next level and the next level. So it's, it's, it's important that we really take a hold of our minds. Um, so here's what we need to know. We need to know what to think. Let's go to Philippians 4.8. As you might say, well, what do I think about Philippians 4.8? All right, Philippians 4.8. It says, finally, brethren, Whatsoever things are true. So is it true, whatever it is that you're thinking about, that bad thought, that negative thought, is it true? See, this is how you can measure up these thoughts, okay? Because they're going to come. But is it true? So you got to really ask that. The Word of God, that's the reason why you, you need to know the Word of God so that you can measure it. It's a measuring stick for us to gauge where we are. Because if you don't, then you read something or something comes to your mind and you don't know if, if, if that's the devil, if that's you, if, if, is it God? Well, is it true? You know that the devil ain't going to tell you the truth, right? You know sometimes because we deal with insecurities, we ain't going to tell the truth. But if it's true, then it's God. Whatsoever thing are honest, things are honest. Whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Now, this right here, this verse is powerful, really, because if you can actually imagine, well, I don't want you to imagine this, but I'm sure you've been in situations where it wasn't pleasant, whether it was your, with your spouse or, you know, on your jobs or whatever. Um, but if you, if you were to really embrace what he's saying here, think on these things. Then when you start to engage and encounter these uh, hard cases, well, you, it, it helps you to kind of be mindful about how you should respond to a situation. You know, I had, um, I'm, I've been really trying to cultivate the fruits of the spirit. And so what I did is I, I kind of placed different things uh, in my home, little, little statues like love, it might say joy, it might say peace or what have you. And the reason why I did that because I want to be mindful of the fruits of the spirit. I don't want to just read about it on Sunday. I want to be able to live it. And so if I'm in a heated uh, conversation with anybody, whether it's you know, my son or what have you, and I look up and I see, uh oh, it says love. <laughs> Am I loving right now in the midst of the misunderstanding? Because the thing about it is, you know, the, the bottom line when there's uh, misunderstanding, it's not that people just want to misunderstand. Something is deeper in that. Do you understand what I'm saying? Something is causing that person to feel a certain kind of way. Maybe they don't feel like they're understood. 
And so the enemy knows enough that if I could get them caught up in the emotions of what the person is doing, I will miss the opportunity to see the real root of what's going on. Because people just don't, you know, it's very rare you find evil people. But if a person is, if your husband or your wife or your children are saying something over and over and over again, that's not because they're trying to, you know, pick on you and make you, you know, like get, get on your nerves like a, like a flea or something. No, they want to be understood. If they could say, no, you're not understanding me. You don't hear me. So they keep saying the same thing over and over and, and with a different attitude, <laughs> You know, they may raise their voice or what have you, but you can get so focused on how it made you feel that you really miss what's behind that. See, when you think, you think like that. When you use your mind like that, you think like that. Oh, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Something's going on here when you're talking to a person. Oh, whoa, 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 something is going on here. Let me stop and think. So it's important that we... Um, understand the importance of our mind. All right, um, so we have to challenge our thoughts. Let's read uh, 2 Corinthians 10. 2 Corinthians 10. All right, 2 Corinthians 10, and we're going to start at verse 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Strongholds is actually in the mind. That's what strongholds are. Strongholds is actually reasons. There's a, we find reasons for everything, right? You know, we find a reason why we, you know, this is just the way I am. We find reasons, but those reasons, what we don't realize is the reasons can become a stronghold and it gets resurrected and it gets in your mind and it boxes that reason in your mind and you can't think outside of that. So, you know, we got to make sure that um, we understand about that, the, the, uh, the reason or the stronghold, what that is. Um, casting down imaginations, verse 5, and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity or the obedience every thought to the obedience of Christ. We got to take, look, it's, it's saying, bring it, bring it into captivity, like arrest it, those thoughts. You can't see, you can't just like ignore these thoughts, these random thoughts that come across our minds. We, we can no longer do that, y'all. It's time out for that. We got to do something with these thoughts. Because what we don't understand is the thoughts become a seed. And you know what seeds do, right? It eventually produces a harvest. So that's why we can't just allow any old thought to just go in our minds without us checking it and bringing it uh, captive under the obedience of Christ Jesus. So vitally important. It's important that we understand that negative thoughts are not just innocent little thoughts. They are seeds that Satan wants to plant in our hearts to produce fruit. The other thing is we need to renew our mind to the word of God. And this, I said, is an ongoing process. So what you hear today, I'm hoping that you'll carry it on every single day. But it's a, it's a let's go to uh, Romans 12. Romans 12. And we'll start at verse 2. It says, and be not conformed to this world. See, the world has a way of thinking. But we don't want to be conformed to the world's way of thinking. But be you transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So that we may prove, that we may recognize what's the perfect will of God. we got to be able to recognize. So we need to... Um, uh, be able to recognize when... when, uh, when when we hear or say or do cer certain things that doesn't line up with the mind of Christ. We have to be proactive. 
we have to be proactive in even, even like making a decision before you get into a situation that's not godly. Um, Philippians 2, and you can write this down, Philippians 2, 1 uh, through 3, and then verse 5. But let me, let's go there. Philippians 2. Starting at verse 1, and we're going to do 1 through 3 and then go down to uh, verse 5. It says, um, If there be, therefore, any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if, if any bowels of mercy, uh, fulfill ye your joy that you be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife and or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind. Let each esteem others better than themselves. Let's drop down to verse five. Uh, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. So we, the scripture is clearly saying we have the ability to have the same mind of Christ. The thing is, it says, let. So what is let? Allow, allow yourself to have the mind of Christ. So now what we also got to do is we got to speak the word against those negative thinking. Uh, Ephesians 4.10 tells us that the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing of soul and spirit, joint and marrow. Uh, it judges this is good. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. The word of God does that. It judges the heart and attitude or your, the thoughts and attitude of the heart. Our thoughts are powerful. The scripture says in uh, uh, Psalms 23, 7, uh, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. If you think you're small, you're small. People would treat you small. If you think you're rich, you know, you, you may not have two nipple, nickels to rub together, but people will see you as, oh, you know, I mean, there's, it's interesting, um, uh, many years back, uh, people saw me as uh, an only child. And I used to say to myself, why do they see me as an only child? Do I look spoiled? <laughs> but maybe, maybe back then I did. Maybe I looked like, how many of y'all would think that I would be an only child? Raise your hand. Oh, wow. <laughs> So it's interesting, you know, I mean, so, and I don't know what the only child looks like, but I guess in my mind, I'm thinking that's a person that maybe seems like they always had it together. I mean, they always had plenty and things like that, uh, but that wasn't the case for me. <laughs> that wasn't the case at all. Um, so, but anyway, I don't even know why I got off on that, but um, anyway, why did, why did I say that? A man so, is so is he, right, right, <laughs> right. Um, so anyway, the power of a thought. I mean, we've got to really start uh, bringing those thoughts into captivity. Uh, we have to keep our minds stayed on him. Isaiah 26, 3 uh, talks about God will keep us in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. You know, our minds cannot be on two channels at the same time. So that's why it's important to keep our minds stayed on him. When you're in a situation that is, is, is working against you and you find your feelings getting hurt, you find you know, you're, you're feeling some kind of way, that's not the time to soak in that misery. You gotta quickly recognize it and then you gotta do a shift in your mind. You could just do a shift in your mind. And when you start to think on him, that's when he'll give you perfect peace. See. A lot of times people that deal with depression and deal with um, all these crazy thoughts in their mind, uh, sometimes they don't know how to snap out of it because they keep feeding it. They do. They keep feeding it. And before you know it, they sucked right into it as opposed to, okay, I'm feeling some kind of way. What? Let me think. What do I need to do? Let me think. So if you're feeling some kind of way, why is it that some people put on uh, uh, depressing songs? <laughs> I mean, think about it. We were, we uh, was at an apartment uh, some years back and uh, we happened to uh, live next door to uh, a person uh, who actually used to go to this church. And I, I, I thought to myself, oh God, 
what is she hearing? <laughs> I mean, you don't want to be that close to your, the people or the members of your church. Uh, but anyway, uh, this is before I met the person. Uh, she, she would wake up and we would hear uh, really like, uh, what's the old times uh, songs, y'all, I miss you type thing and uh, make up to break up. And uh, it was just depressing. Like every time it was like I would wake up to all this, you know, uh, uh, I can't even think of the songs, but y'all know, y'all know. And, um, <laughs> uh, but the person, you know, struggled with in their minds. Uh, and and I, I thought to myself, why don't she just shift and put on some, some things that will uplift her spirit? Sometimes that's all it takes is to, if you feel funky, put on something that's going to uplift you. And when I say something, y'all, it can't just be, you know, Jay-Z or, you know, one of these people because we don't know what they've been breathing into the mic. You know what I'm saying? But it needs to be something that's going to edify your spirit, man. You know, uh, Julie True, man, I tell you, she just takes me into the presence of God all the time. And if you ever want to steal away and just really, you know, that's the other thing. Sometimes our minds are too busy. We need to, we need, like, like this weekend was so, so cool for me. I um, just laid back and I closed my eyes and then I just, there was nothing, no music or nothing on, uh, nothing. And I just laid there in silence. And it was blessed. It blessed my spirit. It blessed my soul. And then I put on Julie True, and she took me to another level. <laughs> you know? And, and sometimes we need to slow our minds down because we're, everything is just this. It's just, and when our minds is like this, see, sometimes we'll say to ourselves, well, this is just the way I am. No, it's the way we've become. We didn't know how to tame those, those, da, 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 everything is, da, 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 you know, oh, let me get over here. Oh, let me, 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 stop. Stop. Be still and know that I'm God. And quit feeding. You know what? And here's the other thing. I, I have to say this. You know, sometimes God will close doors and we'll go right back behind him and open them. God will close doors and we'll come right back and open them. And then we wonder why we're funky. Because you, you opened a door that was supposed to be closed. I don't know where that just kind of came <laughs> in my spirit there. Um, but, but, you know, we... we we got to start doing something when we find ourselves in a funky place, you know. Um, yeah, because if, if as soon as you recognize that you're in a funky place, that's the time to do something. And it's oftentimes you have to make yourself do it. Like you literally got to make yourself get up. And, and I know you'd be like, I don't really feel like it. I really want to. Matter of fact, sometimes we get indignant with ourselves and say, no, I'm just going to I want to feel it. And, and this person made me mad. Now the person ain't nowhere near you. And you're talking about this, this person made me mad. I just, I, I just feel bad right now. And you know what? Hey, that's just the way it is right now. No. Don't give in to the person. Don't give them more power. Take, t t take yourself. Look, go, go get you some kind of music or something. What I said, good music. <laughs> and turn it up loud. Just turn it up loud. And, you know, here's another thing, speaking speak in tongues. Oftentimes, people don't realize the power of being able to speak in tongues. Because uh, the, the, the thing about it is your, your, your spirit man will utter groanings that you really don't know what you're saying. And it connects you with God at a whole nother level. You know, I, I mean, there's oftentimes that I'm just through the house, you know. I'm probably having a conversation. Well, I know I'm having a conversation. My spirit man is having a conversation with God. It is. I don't have to understand it. So it's important that we do some of these things. Prayer will actually help you to get out of that funk. You know, so you got you to gotta take advantage of these things, y'all. Don't just hear it and not apply it. We got to hear it and do it. Thank you, Lord. You know, the mind is powerful. Uh, uh, you can believe something uh, that will happen. I was thinking about the placebo effect. 
you know, the placebo effect, they would have a bunch of people in a room and let's say the person had diabetes, okay? And what they would do is they would give the people that had diabetes a sugar pill. And then the other people with the diabetes, they would actually give them probably the right pill or whatever. And what they found is the people that got the sugar pill actually got healed. Why? Because they believed in their mind that that sugar pill actually was the cure-all. See, the mind is that powerful. If it believes something, it's, it's truth for, for them. You know, if you think that you're, you're ugly, if you think that you're, you're not smart, you know, you literally, it becomes a reality for you. So we got to really watch um, what we believe. You, I, want, I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you in your core today. I want you, when you, when you go home and, and, and you get with God, sometime this week or today or what have you, I want you, because this is fast week, I want, you, I want you to ask God, help me to see uh, what I believe about myself. Help me to see what I believe about myself. Sometimes we're so busy, we're not looking at what we really believe about ourselves. And write those things down. Now, some of the things that you're going to see or hear is going to be uncomfortable. But that's just to locate you. So, because if you don't know where you're at, then you, you don't know where you, how you can get to where you're going. You understand? But you got to know where you're at. And so, you know, I'm challenging you to do that because, you know, you, you, you can't just, look, we're, we're trying to go deeper. We're just trying to go deeper. And it's going to take some time for you to really think about what you're thinking about. To really, really make sure that the mind that you have is working like the mind of Christ, his mind. Because if you see things, see, the, the thing about being in the kingdom of God, you, you actually will function uh, um, in the kingdom. You'll function in a way where it, al it almost becomes like impossible. Like, for instance, if someone like really offended you, when you operate in the kingdom, that offense doesn't have the same effect. It's interesting how that happens. When you are in the flesh, it's going to be like the world. I'll cut you up. I'll cut you with my mouth. I'll cut you. I'll literally cut you. I mean, you know, <laughs> hopefully that's not the case here. <laughs> but, but I'm just saying, you know what I mean? You, 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 we, <laughs> we just have to watch um, what, we're, what we're thinking about. We, we have to understand, too, that we, it's powerful. If you believe what it is that you believe, then you're going to be what it is you believe. So that's important. So the scripture says in Colossians 3, 2, it says, set your mind on things that are above, not on the things that are in this earth. So don't be carnally minded. Don't be carnally minded. And understand that our words have power. You know, our words, man, it's, it's like, um, a, like a container, you know, if you can think of all the words that you, we speak, I mean, it's a container. And, and, and so, you know, we got to watch like what we're saying because those words uh, will go, it, it's, it's such power, it can go into the heart of man and it can do some damage. You know, there are people here, uh, and I, you know, in my past experiences, I, I haven't fortunately, thank, thank, thankfully, I've never, you know, cut the, your pastor with my words, uh, maybe with attitude here and there. <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. But I've never really like, you know, back in the day, like I would cut you. Like I could say some things that will destroy you. I, I was, I, I had a mouth on me. I did. I had, and, and I didn't care because if you hurt me, I'm, I'm coming right back at you. You know, but we got to get to a point where it, we're, it, we're not doing that. We got to watch what the person, you know, how does, how does, when they come, when they come out of your, uh, your company, how do they feel? Do they feel broken? Good. Do they feel encouraged? Mm. You know, so words are powerful. Watch what you say to your children. You know, you, you know, uh, um, we, we, you know, it should be always words like, you know, man, you're so smart. You know, you're so you're so uh, uh, creative. You know, give them, encourage them with some words. Encourage your husbands. 
Honestly, you know, if you do it, women, women don't understand the power that they have. You can say and do like, like you can say and speak some words of life into your husband and he will break down a wall for you. I'm serious. He will do that if you, if you, cause he's designed to, to, to be strong and to, you know, to, to, to watch over you, to be your covering and all that. And so, you know, if you, if you lift him up and, you know, talk about how good he is and, you know, you know, uh, you know, let him know, I believe in you. I mean, that's men want to know. Don't you want to know if your, yes. if your wife believes in you? Yes. Do you just believe? Look, I may not be, I may not be where I am today, like what I, sh what I know I really want to be, or what I, what you desire me to be. But you believe in me. You believe that I'm going to get there. But if a man hears that you think it's hopeless, why would he try? You understand what I'm saying? Why would you try? You know, so it's important that we build each other up. It's important that we do that with our words. The words, you know, is like honey and sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. That's Proverbs 16, 24. Proverbs uh, 18, 4 says a person's words can be uh, life-giving water. <laughs> words of true wisdom are as refreshing as a bubbling brook. First uh, Peter three ten says, "For whosoever or whoever uh, would love life and see good days must keep their tongue from evil and their lips from deceitful speech." First Peter three ten says, "For whoever would love life and see good days must keep their tongue from evil and th I said that didn't I? I said it twice here. Okay, let's see what else here we got here." Uh, Psalms 141 verse 3 says set a guard over my mouth Lord keep watch over the door of my lips <laughs> think about that the, your lips is like a door what are you opening so we have to understand uh, you know how the mind is just my God it's it's so powerful and if we don't if we don't um, like understand like what to do with these tragic situations see we got to deal with those tragic situations if 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 you're still feeling some kind of way about whatever happened to you it's deep it's literally deep and I really believe that God is is really getting us to understand we can't just leave it in the deep place we've got to we've got to expose it we got to expose that pain. You know, uh, uh, pain is not bad either. I mean, pain lets you know something's wrong. You know what I mean? And, and so you got you to, gotta, like, really, really take hold of, like, here's the thing. You got to understand that what, you got to think about even what happened. See, sometimes we'll think about what happened and it becomes uh, personal. But if you dig a little deeper, that something was off with the person. So, for instance, uh, I was uh, molested at a, as a young as a young girl, and um, to be honest with you, the the way I could have handled it, which most people do, is I did something to cause it. Well, the reality is I didn't do anything. I was just in a place at the wrong time. But if I take what happened to me and I say, you know, well, you know, uh, maybe you did something to allow that to happen. And then now I'm feeling guilty of, of something that happened to me that somebody else did to me. I'm feeling guilty. And now I've, I've, I've done t twisted it and turned it and flipped it like I'm the one with the issue. So you got to start, you got to think about those things that actually happen. It, honestly, if, if you remove you, it would have happened to somebody else. So it's not like, well, they just can't stand me. No, it's, it's just some people do things that uh, is, is uh, not becoming uh, because they, maybe it could have been done to them. But you can't, you can't take it personal. You gotta start to uh, disassociate what happened with you.
You got to disassociate that because if you don't do it, you'll internalize it. And then you'll think, you know, mama just didn't love me. Daddy didn't love me. You know, my boyfriend, my husband, my these people just didn't love me. And therefore, I'm not lovable. You see what I'm saying? But that was an isolated situation. But what, what happens is we get stuck in what happened, the trauma of what happened, and that trauma seeps right into the cellular memory and it gets, it, it, it gets edged in your, your, your DNA. Like it gets in there, like it gets, it, it gets really in there. And so you gotta, you, gotta, you gotta make sure that you're not um, uh, pacifying that. So what I really desire for us to do is today, you're going to be held accountable. You're going to be held accountable for what you know and what you hear. You're going to be accountable to make sure that you continue to think about how you can have the mind of Christ on, on the inside of you. Because we're Christians, we're supposed to be Christ-like, right? That's what Christians is, is to be Christ-like. And so I'm telling you, if we can adapt and adopt his mind, which we have, but we got to exercise it to culminate to what he does. So if you want to find out how he thinks, guess what? You got to get in the word and find out, okay, how does he think about how, when the situation that was bad happened to him, how did he think about it? What did he do? So I'm challenging everybody to think about what you're thinking about because it's those thoughts that are not thought through that causes us to stay stuck in a place that, we're, that God wants us out, he wants us free. I really, really believe that there's so much talent and ability and skills in this place, but we, it's untapped. You know, I was listening to uh, some of the, the women at the conference yesterday. They were, doing, they were doing poems and, I mean, I was like, how do you remember all that? I'm trying to do a song and I gotta have the words up here, just a song. And they were flowing. It's like, they were just like, boom. I'm talking like, like two and three uh, uh, poems behind each other. And they weren't like no little 30-second poems. But honestly, we actually have that capability. We have some brilliant minds on the inside of us, but it's not been tapped into. Why? Because we've been selfish. We've been thinking about just only what's good, what's in it for me. You know, what, what, what can you do for me? We got to think outside of ourselves. And those that are trapped in pain of your past, those that are, are trapped into what happened to you, you got to let that go. The scripture says, forget those things that are behind. You can't do anything about it anyway. It's over. So why now take it into your future? Let it go. That's all we got to do is release it. That's, that's the, look, we release it, but then we allow God to handle the pain. We release it and we allow God to handle the pain, to heal us of the pain. And so, you know, I, I just believe that we have the ability right now to really, really start to think about what you're thinking about. Like really, really, I challenge you, start really being watchful of what you're saying too. Not just what you're thinking, but what you're saying. When you catch yourself saying something that's not accurate, not according to the word, it's not true, it's, 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 it's contrary to what God is saying, I want you to challenge yourself. Take that word back. We do that all the time at home. Like I'll say something, he'll say, take it back. <laughs> or he'll say something, I'll say, take it back. Take, and then when we say take it back, we don't say, all right, my bad. No, I take back that whatever I said. I don't know what, I, you got to actually say what it is that you're taking back. Yeah, so, I mean, because you're taking, you're, you're, you're taking responsibility for what you say. You're taking it captive. And now you're speaking what you want to say. You know, we're going to be held accountable for every word, every idle word that we say. That's the word. That's, yeah. I mean, can you imagine? I, I, look, I need, I, I mean, I've said so many things. That's a scary thing. 
You stand before the Lord, and, and there's this big old jumbotron that just, like, it just keeps going. All the things I'm saying. I'm like, oh, Jesus, I said that? I mean, yes, you did. So we, we, we got to watch what we say. We really do. It's power in what we say in those words. It's powerful, so powerful. And so, um, <laughs> so you know, um, uh, I encourage you for this fast week, I really want you to spend some time and ask God to reveal what's in your mind. What are you thinking about? Help me to see how do I really feel about certain things? And the thing about feelings is powerful. Feelings is powerful when you attach it to uh, uh, words and uh, your imagination. It becomes realer when you attach your feelings. You know, feeling, so feelings by itself is not always bad. Right. So because you can use it to actually help um, change what, what, what you're trying to change by feeling good about what you're, what you're trying to change. You know what I'm saying? So it's important that um, we um, understand how to use this mind that we have. God has given us steward over this mind, not for us to just haphazardly just, oh, well, here I am. And, you know, I just thought about, you know, putting my, ba uh, there was a, a, a pastor that had said that he was at the mall and all of a sudden uh, the, um, Something's put in his mind, take your baby and just throw the baby over the banister of the mall, third floor now. This is a pastor that actually had that thought. And so no one is excluded from having these crazy thoughts. You understand what I'm saying? Just random thoughts. I, I, I shared with y'all one time I was at a, um, I was at a, a filling station and uh, I saw, you ever see, uh, what is it, it's Bugs Bunny or one of them, I don't know. Uh, and, and, you know, anyway, I was driving and I saw, the, it was the semi-truck that was right in front of me. I was, I was actually um, getting ready to go uh, drive, you know, drive off the lot of the filling station. And so I see this trailer and I thought, it would be so, so cool to just drive right underneath the... <laughs> I mean, that just came to me. Just a stupid, random thought. Am I the only one? How many of y'all had some just some really weird <laughs> thoughts? Like, just yeah, it's like. So, but but what do we do? We dismiss it. Cast it down. We got to cast it down. We really do. We got to cast those thoughts down. So, um, yeah. All right. So that's my time. Um, but 